Welcome to the Healthcare Innovation Podcast, an Endeavor Business Media production. Join us for in-depth conversations, article coverage, analysis, and commentary on all things healthcare policy, healthcare technology, and healthcare transformation. And now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Healthcare Innovation Podcast. I'm Matt Rayner. Today, I am thrilled to share a lively conversation recorded recently featuring Healthcare Innovation's Editor-in-Chief Mark Haglin and Richard Kramer, Chief Healthcare Strategist at Informatica. Mark and Richard had a wide-ranging conversation about several important and related topics in healthcare. They covered a number of issues, including what the role should be of data management leaders in transforming the consumer experience in healthcare, why AI-ready data is critical for building trust in the artificial intelligence tools that are being developed, and how interoperability fits into the broader picture. And now, on to the conversation. Richard, it's so great to have you with us today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. Delighted to be here. Great. Well, we have some uh, interesting but heavy topics to discuss. So one of the things that I'm very interested in is this idea of data management as being transformative. How do you see the role of data management in transforming the healthcare consumer experience? I'm sure you've uh, developed some thoughts on that. Uh, certainly. And, and so the first thing is you mentioned you know, data being transformative. And I think the first thing that all of us can appreciate is that every healthcare organization is basically a data business now. We've always been very data intensive for operations, for billing, for clinical care, for all of those things. But now with digital transformation, digital transformation is driven by data. And so it really goes hand in glove that digital transformation and data are so important. If we look at that consumer experience, the consumer experience is really multi-channel. And the beauty is we're all patients of hospitals and we're all members of health plans. So we all have a very personal experience on all of the things that don't work well with our consumer experience. And working for Informatica, I see the world through data-colored glasses and I see all of my poor healthcare experiences as being data problems. And I see all of my good healthcare experiences as being enabled by accessible, trustworthy, fit-for-purpose data. And so if you think of your in-person experience, you think of your call center experience, you think of your online experience, your digital portal with the electronic medical record, all of those things, it's a classic multi-channel experience. And the consistency of that experience is driven by consistent, high-quality data. And if you think of as you move from an in-person experience to a digital experience, the data becomes even more important. If I call the call center, for example, and they look up Richard Kramer on their, their customer service system and they see three of me, they can ask me questions to figure out which of those three is the one I really want to talk to. If I'm doing it online, 
I can't present three duplicate Richard Kramers. I need to know exactly who Richard Kramer is so that I can deliver that correct experience. So at Informatica, we really talk about accessible, trustworthy, fit-for-purpose data. And that data has always been important, but it's so much more important now when you think of moving to digital and that consumer experience. Yeah, that's so fantastic, Richard. And there's a lot of richness in what you just shared. I'll just note a couple of things. First of all, per your name, it's so interesting. Uh, we had a speaker in Los Angeles a few years ago with the health plan who said, do you know that we have 300 Maria Garcias? 300 in our health plan. And obviously, you you want to make sure that you're communicating with the correct Mar mm -hmm. Maria Garcia that you are you are fulfilling her needs and that you're not messing up and involving 299 other <laughs> Maria Garcias. The other thing I think that's really interesting is, as you know, patient care organizations are really trying to move forward with, in some cases, they're called digital front door strategies. You know, there's a wealth of different terms. But I think what's interesting that you've brought forward is this idea that it all has to be data driven and that the quality of the data will really will influence the patient slash consumer experience. 100% true. And, and that, that data is, you know, things that's basic as I'm looking up where my provider is located. Office addresses and phone numbers frequently change. And the number of times patients look to the online directory for providers and they get the wrong address is monumental. From health plan perspective, having a current accurate provider directory and who's accepting new patients and what their contact information. This is all very pedestrian stuff, but it's so easy to get it wrong and we've all experienced it being wrong, right? So the discipline of making sure that you have accessible, trustworthy, fit-for-purpose data requires real discipline. It doesn't happen by accident. And that's one of the reasons why we've seen the field of data governance grow so remarkably in healthcare over the past six or seven years, is as we start to use data more, as we start to care about this consistent omni-channel experience, the data has to be right. And data being accurate and right doesn't happen by accident. Exactly. Now, one area, as we all know, AI is exploding in healthcare as well as in other industries. There's this idea of AI-ready data. Tell me, from your perspective, what it means, first of all, what is AI-ready data, and why is it critical for building trust in AI-driven innovations? So, if you think about AI, artificial intelligence needs to be trained by a data set. And if that data that you are using to train your artificial intelligence algorithm is of poor quality, is misunderstood, is not accurate, or has bias in it, what you're doing with AI is you're actually multiplying the negative impact of bad quality data. So you want to be able to train your AI algorithm with the best quality data that you can, and you want to know that it's of high quality. And one of the things that Informatica says that I think is a great buzz phrase, you know, your CEO is ready for AI, but your data is not. And so 
for there to be trust, and right, there's a lot of suspicion about AI in healthcare because healthcare is so personal. We have physicians and clinicians that spend literally decades you know, learning and perfecting the art of medicine. And so AI is a very scary thing and it's perceived as being very risky. And you use the word trust. Trust is essential and you have to be able to trust your data. And you need to be able to know where did it come from? What happened to it on its way from its source to being confused, uh, con, uh, consumed for AI? What does it mean unambiguously? What was the context that the data was captured in? And be able to curate all of those things so that when you use it, to train AI, you know it's as good as it can possibly be. And if you're challenged later to say, what did you use to train this algorithm? You can definitively answer. The data came from here. It was of this quality. This is what happened to it. And you have confidence that your data is is trustworthy and, and accurate. Yeah, I mean, that's why... Data governance is so important. Um, data hygiene is so important. Data management uh, is so important. All of those things. I think they all really come together. Thank you for, for that insight. Now, let me also ask you about interoperability. Um, we could talk for hours about interoperability. Uh, give us just a 40,000 feet up your perspective on why interoperability is critical for transforming healthcare. So I think, again, we've, we're all healthcare consumers and we've all been in the position where we go to different hospitals, we go to different doctor's offices, we go, you know, it's a very fragmented industry. And when we make those transitions to different facilities, more often than not, the data, the history of what happened to me before doesn't exist at my new or my current healthcare provider that I've just walked into. And the burden has fallen on the patient or the consumer to actually be the integrator of their own healthcare data across the healthcare continuum. And the promise of interoperability is to actually solve that problem for the betterment of all of us. There is no reason logically, for your entire history to not be available at every point of care. There is no reason for your entire history not to be available with your current health plan across all of the health plans that you've had. And I've spent my, literally my entire healthcare career has been in the field of interoperability. And one of the things that's so exciting now from a technology perspective and a regulatory perspective is 10 years ago, you didn't have the standards and you didn't have the technology to actually be interoperable. So you had to invent it and you need very willing participants and it was very difficult to interoperate. Well, today the standards exist and more importantly, Health and Human Services and CMS have established through the interoperability rule in March of 2020 that the data belongs to the patient not to the uh, health plan, not to the provider. And so the patient can tell you, share my data with these third parties. And no longer can the healthcare provider or the health plan hide behind the idea of HIPAA and privacy and, oh, I'm, I'm protecting your data by not sharing it. 
And so that's the real potential is if we're using AI, if we want a great consumer experience, if we want the best clinical care decisions to be made, you want to have the full patient 360, the full member 360 available. And interoperability is what allows you to construct that view that then can be used for all of you know the member experience, the patient experience, the AI, so that we get better, more cost-effective, higher quality care. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I also think it'll be fascinating as the TEFCA process rolls forward, how that impacts this landscape. Uh, I mean, that's really the subject for another whole podcast, but I'm, I'm sure you'll be interested to know how that evolution ends up also. Yeah, there's, I'm not for one second did I say that this is easy. I did not say that it's simple. But I think after literally decades of trying, we're on the cusp of genuine interoperability that's going to be great for all of us. It's going to be great for the business of healthcare, the clinical care, and the consumer. Absolutely. So we at Healthcare Innovation are completely obsessed with value-based care delivery and payment and focusing very strongly on value-based contracting. What seems very obvious when we interview leaders is that the, the organizations that are succeeding, first of all, have a sense of mission and vision. They need that, obviously, but they're also very data-driven and they really know what they're doing or they're figuring out what they're doing. Can you just speak to that? I think it's really interesting. The the organizations that are doing well, you know, we, we've got MSSP in different flavors, and now we've got ACL Reach, which is even more challenging. And then, of course, there are a zillion different uh, private insurer arrangements. Tell us how data is going to drive success in value-based care contracting. Well, I think, I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head that at its core, value-based care is a data-driven and an analytics-driven endeavor. I need to know, and, and you need to know what the anticipated cost is. You need to know what the anticipated outcomes are. You need to be able to balance, you know, is this particular uh, therapy equally high quality but lower cost? Well, that's a good thing. Is it uh, lower quality but higher cost? Well, don't do that, right? And so being able to really understand the highest value, highest quality clinical pathways and the way to deliver the best outcome for the lowest cost is a data-driven activity. And then being able to have the understanding, right? One of the challenges of value-based care is typically the health plans had more data, more comprehensive, and were more capable at doing the actuarial math to be able to take advantage of the naivety of the providers. Well, now the tables are more balanced and the providers have much more data. Interoperability gives them a much better view of the entire patient journey. They're much more sophisticated on the analytics and they know the clinical care that they want to do. And so now you have a much more balanced playing field to identify and negotiate fair value-based contracts and then to actually deliver predictable financial and quality results 
on those contracts, all based on accessible, trustworthy, fit-for-purpose data, driving analytics for data-driven decisions. Yeah, that's exactly right. And so um, I agree completely. Any closing thoughts based on um, the things we've discussed just now? Only thing that I would have as a closing thought, and I think I'm relatively predictable, that the idea of accessible, trustworthy, fit-for-purpose data is really the firmament. And my one thing I will talk about is trust in data requires transparency. If you're not transparent, I won't ever be able to trust your data-driven results. But if you are transparent, if I can see where the data went, I can see what the assumptions were, I can see everything that you did, I can disagree with your conclusion, but still trust you because you're transparent. So when we think about all of the data management landscape, the number one thing we need to do is to be transparent because that's what generates trust. Absolutely. And I, I think you've helped enlighten uh, us in this, this really interesting intersection of data and trust, which I th- we'll have to have another podcast and talk more about this. <laughs> um, we, we could talk for hours about data and trust. Yeah, absolutely. So, Richard, thank you so much for your time and your wisdom today. We really appreciate your insights. Thanks for being with us. Very much enjoyed it, Mark. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. So this concludes this podcast. Thank you to all of you in our audience for joining us and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Healthcare Innovation Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcasting app and leave us a five-star review. For more coverage until our next episode, visit us at hcinnovationgroup.com and subscribe to our daily newsletter. Until next time, take care.